What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of Unhinged with the one and only Bryn Trill, now Bryn <laughs> Wona. She's had a name change, people. She's grown up. A little That's girl grown up. <laughs> Founder um, of Dime Peace, watch influencer of the, what did Void call you? The millennial... Watch, watch connoisseur millennial watch connoisseur that's right sorry <laughs> millennial is a slur <laughs> we are honored to be in your presence <laughs> stop <laughs> is holiday season crazy for you with the world of watches and gift giving yeah well the watch world it's always watch event season like it never stops it's like in fashion i feel like November, December holiday season, it's like all the parties start to happen. But in the watch world, it's like, it's full on 24 seven. Like there's, there's always a watch event. (laughs) I see. And you're always at them. I know. And people are like, Oh, you never want to hang out with me. You never go out. And I was like, I go out, but I'm at watch events networking. Not the networking. She's changed. (laughs) She's changed from the days I met her. 2015 or 2016 Silver Lake. Oh, take me back. We met on Raya, for those of you who don't know, technically. (laughs) (laughs) By like proxy. Raya. (laughs) Yeah. And I crashed your first date with your boyfriend. Yeah, you did. Well, you crashed my second date because we went on a first date because we met on Raya too. And it was great. And then <laughs> we had Halloween together and he dressed up as Fred Durst and you right. were DJing as a slutty little devil at Soho House. And <laughs> Nothing's <Meatpacking> changed. <laughs> Literally. Nothing's changed. We love your consistency. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're part of the reason why I've been with him for six years now because you told Aww. me not to ghost him. Guys, so Bryn's essentially saying everything I say on the podcast is right. Follow my advice <laughs> for eternal love and happiness and hotness. So Literally. for those of for those of um you who don't know, Dime Piece is a watch editorial and how would you describe actually? I'm gonna let you describe it. Dime Piece is a platform dedicated to all things women and watches. It's an Instagram account, it's a website. I've interviewed Amrit for it because she has a watch. She has a little Rolex date just Wait, that she got. Disclaimer, on. I was the first interviewee on the platform. You were. You were the first interviewee because mm-hmm. you're so easy to talk to and you have a beautiful little watch. And I felt very safe with you as my first interviewee. So thank you for taking that risk with me. Yeah. And look how it's paid off. You DJ every watch event now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also in the world of watches, people. Speaking, yeah. I, I wore a um, vintage Bulova quartz for you today. How cute. Bulova, like classic it. brand. Yeah, I love it's it. It's actually John's, but I'm borrowing it because I'm like, my date just has had its moment in time. I'm giving yeah. her a little break. Yeah, she's timeless, though. I love that you borrow watches from your boyfriend. Your own- husband. Husband. Your husband. We're married now, bitch. <laughs> I'm obsessed. You're a wife. I, I forget. To, well, I don't forget, but I forget to call him my husband. Sometimes I'm like my birth husband. You're, yeah, no. Boy well, husband. You're, you're a wife guy now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a wife guy. No, you're the wife guy. <laughs> because it's my world and he lives in it. <laughs> yeah. What's the sexiest watch of the season? Mm, that's a good question. I feel like all the It Boys have been going after the Cartier Santos. Mm. Which is not a new watch. It it's Boys or first. Girls? Or Boys, whatever. Which it Boys. Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I. Adrian Brody wore one on the red carpet and he's like the hottest to me. Um, Agree. The, the Cartier Santos was the first ever wristwatch made for men. Did oh, you I did know, not know that? that before men were wearing wristwatches, women wore them in the 1800s. No, because men did not. Men were had they had their pocket watches, and they thought that a wristwatch was gay because <laughs> they thought it was too feminine, like jewelry. Like they they thought anything on their wrist would be too jewelry like. But obviously, right. having a 
pocket watch is not practical, especially if you're flying. Mm. So they made the Cartier Santos for Santos Dumont, who was a Brazilian pilot. And he was kind of like an it boy. Yeah, because he almost crashed his plane looking no. trying to look at the time with his pocket watch. So they were like, okay, we'll put it on the wrist for you, King. Men are always the problem. That like, <laughs> you can just that's, boil that down to everything. That's the moral of the In story. life and in watches. <laughs> you sold a bunch of those, the Santos. Yeah, Kareem bought one from me. Sure. Oh, he did. Um, Mutual friend yeah. who also has a podcast, comedian. Fellow podcaster. Mm-hmm. I mean that absolutely as a slur. <laughs> <laughs> Podcaster derogatory. We all have podcasts. Derogatory. I know. I know. I um, I got washed. I moved to LA. I'm popping out a baby. I started a podcast. It's like check, 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 check. <laughs> Mental health crisis on its way. Amen. In case you want to know what a meltdown looks like, it's this. Check. If your friend's starting a podcast, make sure to check up on them. I know. <laughs> How <laughs> is the Dime Piece podcast going? Killing time. Yes. Well, it's not the Dime Piece podcast because my co-host is a, she's the style oh, right. editor at, at Hodinky. Mm. So it's like watch media. Sexy horologists. <laughs> Stand <laughs> up. <laughs> we put the whore in horologist. <laughs> um, hi, hi, horology. <laughs> uh, it's it's going well. We you you know we have the same podcast editor. I know. Shout out Gus, our king who is in Hawaii living his best life right now, but will be editing the show. Yeah, I'm like Gus, respond to your emails. <laughs> no, Just he's kidding. having a, a sexy vacation. Actually, I made no. that up. I don't know what kind of vacation he's on, but he's on <laughs> something. <laughs> I think it's a family vacation. <laughs> Okay. Which is no, no, no. We love we love him taking a break and not editing our podcast and just mm-hmm. like mental health. We love yeah, that always. for him. Um, so shout out Gus. Um, yeah, no, podcasting life is great. It's just one of the many things that I do, and I don't know how I have the time. Can I remind you that you uh, sat me down on a bench at Tompkins Square Park not too long ago and asked me if you should take a full time job? Isn't that oh. so crazy how far your life has come? It's crazy. Honestly, I can't imagine having a full-time job right now. No. Or like, could you ever else. go back? Never. <laughs> do you do you feel like, and I think this is really common, I, I hear with like founder stories, is that the breaking point moment, and I think maybe that was one of yours, where you're like, do I just like give not give it all up but like essentially go do this other thing is mm-hmm. where the uphill like trajectory starts usually like right yeah. around there yeah you say I don't need quality corporate health insurance <laughs> I don't need a 401k I'm taking a risk for myself and I don't need stability you, never heard of her. I don't need stability and I'm like you know I might want a baby soon <laughs> <laughs> and a corporate job would really, you know, help me in my peace of mind. And yet, when you take the risk to do it on your own, that's when you're like, okay, I'm doing this. And then that's when it starts to kind of, you know, you you can't take that risk for nothing. I feel like it goes like this, though, because you, you hit like bottom and then you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm bottoming out right now. <laughs> talking on this podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, the no. last time um, we spoke like this, you were at a, a watch convention in Vegas in a robe. <laughs> so nothing has changed. <laughs> yeah, that was um, my first ever, I think, trip that I took for for watches. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't a press trip, but it was the Couture Jewelry Show in Las Vegas, which is mostly jewelry, but they also have a watch part of it, and. My hotel room got taken care of. Uh, that was my first trip. And since then, I've been so many places with the watch world. You are, you're an influencer trip pro. Running out of pages in my passport. Oh, bitch, bye. <laughs> um, how, what's like an unhinged thing about the un- influencer trip that people don't know about? Um, well, mm-hmm. I don't get paid for these things. It's, <laughs> well, disclosure. people do not understand that. 
people are like, oh my God, you must be making so much money this year. And I'm like, well, I am making money because I'm doing all these things that are not that too. Mm -hmm. But these are press trips. So it's like, I feel like a lot of people are duped by the fact that influencers are staying at the nicest hotels and flying business class. But it's like, I'm not getting paid for this. (laughs) It's a press trip. So they're trying to kind of like wine and dine and then eventually that will pay off because I like write about it in the, in the financial times. Great plug. Yes. She's a, she's a sexy author now guys published in many (laughs) publications. Journalist. Um, Was was that a highlight for you financial times? Yeah. I mean, that was really major because I was an English major in college. Oh, I didn't know Um, that. Yeah. And I've always liked writing. i I was a part of the literary magazine in high school. That's hot. Okay, Rory Gilmore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Lit Mag. Okay, Coffee Shop. (laughs) Okay, Open Mic. (laughs) Okay, Tommy Devinson. Go on. (laughs) Um, Okay, gotta go. Um, No. Bad connection. I always wanted to write. I went to college and kind of lost sight of myself and just partied my face off. And then I moved to LA and I worked for the DFM throwback, mm-hmm. um, creative agency marketing girls. agency, agency, agency girls. Girlies. Yep. And we were doing like influencer marketing before the word influencer was even a thing, which you can and relate to. And you were on to. the other side of it. Actually, so yeah. was I. Wow. Yeah. Not twisted, both like, of us. Both of us. Mm-hmm. We were... Which is a good, it's been good training ground for me because like I know how to kind of advocate for myself because I know what the yeah. other side of the business is like. But we love a little negotiating that, chat, you and I. We do. I mean, mm-hmm. Amrit, you're the best person to talk to um, oh. when it comes to trying to figure out my worth. And I'm my just value. a money minded bitch and I think all my friends are worth so much money. Yeah, I, and <laughs> it's true. You think like a man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm no, so glad my headphones are on and my husband can't hear this because he'd be like, she absolutely does. Okay, so you're I at mean, DFM. Yeah, and so you're on I'm the other side LA. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but it was like, you know, the South by Southwest Nylon magazine showcase. Oh, and wow. it was like, yeah, the, the Art Basel party and like Coachella Revolve. <laughs> I didn't write at all. I wrote copy and I did some newsletter stuff, but it's like, I spent a good chunk of my life not writing and I knew deep down that I did want to keep writing and I felt really creatively challenged and kind of sad about it to the point where I was like crying about it in therapy but I just didn't feel like I had good footing on which to like release writing into the world and then fast forward to now I'm I'm writing consistently for Harper's Bazaar and you know, GQ and Vogue and the Financial Times being in print, being on the first cover of the um, watches and jewelry supplement. Wow. I was just, I mean, I was just dying over that because mm-hmm. I just think that it's never too late to do anything. And I'm 32 and so much emphasis is placed on youth. Like you have to do it all when you're young, like Tabby Gevinson. Yeah. Um, but that's like a really unrealistic standard to set yourself to. Um, earnest earnest post moment (laughs) yeah I mean I also think there's like this wave of nepo influencer babies who Mm -hmm. have this shortcut and no shade like if my family was in the industry I would take it too I don't Mm -hmm. think there's anything wrong with that but these people get idolized and then it's only natural instinct to like compare yourself and be like oh that girl is you know they're 21 and shooting this massive campaign or you know working with yeah. us so I think realistic time frames are such a like nice reminder yeah and like I feel like things didn't really start to get serious in my career until I was in my 30s until I Likewise. turned 30 and because th- you know at that point I had like 10 years of working mm-hmm. like real a real job developing my voice and what I'm good at and you know making friends who like you and it I wouldn't have success now if it weren't for like 10 years of like a lot of hard work um 
But you know what? Do you know that? Um, you know that Reddit thread influencer snark? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, babes. We're all on there. Somebody sent it to me and they're like, oh, my God, she's just a nepotism, um, you know, like rich girl trying to be a luxury influencer. Oh, and I was God. Like, <laughs> I've I only will. read it once, but I was just like, it's so funny how people misconceive everyone truly you could you can't get sucked into stuff like that and somebody sent my thread to me and then I noticed I I think it got moderated or got taken down and mm-hmm. then there was another one mentioning like my girlfriend my girlfriend group and so I like had said hey like have you guys heard of this and they were like yeah you don't read it I'm like no Ugh. I don't want no. I don't want to read it I don't need to no. know no <laughs> I'm good on that Mm-mm. yeah I'm good love well, it's so funny because I actually did think, re- remember back in the day, but this is a, such a embarrassing story for me. I thought that when Bryn would go to Naples in Florida, she was going to <laughs> Italy. I was like, damn, this bitch is rich. She's always going to Italy. <laughs> and you're like, you know, I'm going to Florida, right? Yeah. I posted a picture from the Waffle House and you were like, oh, that Naples. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I'm like, wow, Bryn takes a lot of European trips. Well, that's Must just nice. world worlds about you that you would assume Naples, Italy over Naples, Florida. Scream. Very chic. Yeah. Screaming, screaming. Screaming. How's your influencer doppelganger doing in Europe, by the way? My influencer what? Doppelganger. Oh, my God. The word doppelganger in an Australian accent. <laughs> I just <laughs> say it again. Doppelganger. Am I saying it wrong? Well, doppelganger. (laughs) Doppelganger. (laughs) Doppelganger. Um, how's oh my god, my influencer doppelganger is the most beautiful person in the world, and I'm so (laughs) sad that I don't look like her. (laughs) We all have one or two of those. Who's yours? Where you're like, it's so close, but it's so far. Yeah, like she's so much more beautiful than me, and I just wanted, (laughs) I want to like crawl into a hole dead have you ever made contact with her um one time i commented on her post i said hey twin (laughs) no did she respond no didn't get a like (laughs) not even a like wow not even a like in a comment well that's like you know when people um tag their friends in your post and they say twinsy or thought this is you when you click on the handle Mm -hmm. and it's could not be further from what you think you look like. And it's a very yeah. humbling experience. <laughs> it is. It's bad. Unless you're saying I look like, I don't know, Kate Moss. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> For real. Especially when I think the racism pops out. Because especially oh, as, no. as a South Asian Indian woman, they'll tag any Indian chick and they'll be like, thought this was you. I'm like, we don't all look the same. And this is a very clear example of that. I want to say I'm like, oh my God, Mindy Colling. <laughs> Who I love, by the way, and tease that one of my songs is in the new Six Lives of Village Girls. Oh my God, really? I love that show. So do I. I love that show. When they reached out about the sync, I was like, please let it happen. Also, because the main character, girl's name, real name in real life is my name. Oh, really? Uh huh. Oh my god! I'm like it has to be. Please pray for me. Wait. So, so you, yeah. Wait. You you said a song. A sync. Yeah. Um. Well, as you know, I'm still a budding musician. I I made a project right before quarantine that I didn't release, but it's mm-hmm. on. It's available like to license with my publisher, and ah. it got picked up. So it's been picked oh. up for a bunch of things. This is probably the most significant, meaningful. <laughs> project because I love the show personally I binge the show um it's really nice to have representation in a way that does not look like a cab driver or a um or a nerdy Indian girl who's like I I don't know I think it's just she just brings a different version of that and it's a cool project to be part of but shout out she's the swaggiest one Mm -hmm. she really is you need to get um, Mindy on the pod. Right? Okay, Mindy, if you're hearing this, we need you. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you about is 
maybe not a lot of people know is that you're sober. How how long oh, sober yeah. are you now? Um, I am like almost six years sober in January. Congratulations. January January first is my sober day. I don't really like wow. I'm not like, yeah, I don't go to mm-hmm. meetings and I don't like count the days. But I that was my it's next so question. easy to remember. Yeah, it's so easy yeah. to remember because gen- one day I woke up January first, two thousand seventeen, and mm-hmm. I had the most horrible hangover, and I just felt so shitty, and I was like, never again. And the rest was history. Are you California sober or sober sober? I'm sober sober because I. I I can't smoke weed. It makes me paranoid. I used to smoke weed all the time when I was in college. and You are paranoid. Just... Bryn, at the beginning of this podcast, thought that someone was trying to hack in and record it on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, is your um, browser Cisco WebEx? They want access <laughs> to my computer. um yeah no I get so in my head if I smoke weed I'm like oh my god I need to lose 20 pounds and I'm a failure and (laughs) like not you're running through your to-do list of stuff that you didn't get done and yeah yeah. (laughs) I'm like oh my god I need to invoice this person oh god are you still handling all your finances um yeah I need I need an accountant wow Yeah, you do. Yeah. Just to alleviate yourself from also being that person that's chasing people up for payment. Yeah. I think that's important as talent. You can come in and be the nice guy and have someone else like fighting to get your expenses covered or overdue your price paid. That's not very dignified to follow up. (laughs) (laughs) I want to remain in the talent realm. I want to be in the Delta one, need a companion ticket. Yeah, I I Bucket. need like a little, I need like a content minion to get good content of me. That's, you, I feel like Because you know my boyfriend's job. not going to do it. No. <laughs> I have to say that <laughs> they do understand when, when it's a job and they know what goes behind that. Because yeah. that's when, like, John's quite similar in that way. But if it's a job and he sort of knows. Yeah, part of my income comes from social. He'll he'll really go above and beyond. And the irony is, like, he works in this industry and makes things look beautiful. I'm like, this is your mm-hmm. job. Make me look yeah. beautiful. You married me. Well, you got to spend the rest of your life making me look beautiful. <laughs> that should have been in my <laughs> vows. You look amazing, babe. No, it literally should have been in your vows. Mm-hmm. You're like he's he's like I vow. Do you take-, take hot fit pics of you? Um, yeah, no, Jared understands when he knows there's a check coming, but he will not take a photo of me that is not directly related to my income. He's also a photographer, by the way, everybody. He's a literal (laughs) photographer. No, have I ever told you the story where I had him? I was like, can you take a picture of me? And he went like this and he took like a few photos and then I went like an hour later I was like hey where are the photos and he was like oh I was fucking with you I wasn't actually taking the photos (laughs) (laughs) so rude it can also be one of those things where they take the photo and then you spiral because you look at the photo and you think do you think this is a good photo of me do you think I'm ugly you think I'm Mm -hmm. ugly this is what you think I look like and then it goes into this deep dark hole so sometimes it's better to just hire somebody yeah because you don't want to be that girl you really don't it's I mean what goes on our heads like it's unwell it's unhinged truly it's It's truly unhinged it's unhinged Um, what is an unhinged piece of feedback or or self-thought you had when you were launching Dime Piece well I think I still have this unhinged feeling (laughs) um well I keep telling people and I need to stop saying this I feel like Icarus the um Greek uh, mythological cautionary tale of the guy who flew too close to the sun and got his wings scorched and flew to the ground (laughs) 
<laughs> no, you, why would you self-project that? Well, because it's like my um, rise was so rapid and I'm always very skeptical of things that happen very quickly and kind of without, it's been such a joy for me to work on Dime Peace and to do this and to live this life. So it sometimes, although I do put so much work into it, it feels like I'm not working on it because it's what I want to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. And we've been so conditioned to look at work as like this like horrible toil that makes us miserable. So I'm like, oh, I rose so quickly with hardly any effort. And like, I can poke holes in that and then just like burn to the ground and get blacklisted from the watch industry. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> which is obviously unhinged like that's unhinged mm-hmm. because well, I think you know that the optics of the trajectory could look that way but you know that you've been in the industry for over a decade yeah not the watch industry but I've been in the business the entertainment industry marketing creative writing yeah and yeah. all of that led to where you are today for sure yeah, it's also hard breaking in from that industry to the watch industry, which is so stoic and so old. Like all these, a lot of mm-hmm. these brands have been around since like the 1700s. And, you know, I'm being myself and sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe that's unsavory to the executives mm-hmm. who are in their suits in Geneva. But I'm like, you know, has, I, that, a, I, has that feedback come back before, by the way? No, I mean, people, I, it's been, I'm shocked at how I've been received by this industry. And I think it's just nice for them to have kind of something new and who knows what they're saying, not to me, but you know, so far so good. So I'm just going to keep being myself. Hmm. She's baby, (laughs) baby with power. Yeah. I mean, people (laughs) come to you for your approach to things Yeah, and there are a million other generic watch connoisseurs (laughs) which no shade to them no shade to the nerds no shade to the ones who've like been in it but I'm just like you know it's such a large industry and it has so many resources and money and it's just like a behemoth industry and I feel like a little bit of disruption doesn't hurt not to say I'm a disruptor because I hate that but you know you know the vibes well, it's definitely an exclusive industry. Yeah, it's so, I mean, it's so it's so exclusive because and I've said this before, but it's like I represent diversity in the industry, which is actually yeah. low, which is extremely problematic. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I, I mean, love you. <laughs> no, it's like they're like, "Oh my god, it's so amazing to have like a younger woman in the industry." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "What?" Like that's groundbreaking for for you know women to be included white women <laughs> yeah I mean even if you just look at the cultural landscape I just did a watch campaign with Movado who I love um mm-hmm. they're both always in motion and it was the mm-hmm. first time they'd ever worked with creative talent who weren't models really which is interesting which was so surprising to me because I mean, watches must be the last industry to just start doing that. Yeah, that's I. That's that's like it's crazy. And and yeah, then, and that is not abnormal in the industry. That's like standard practice. No, it's like I feel like watches are so um, like they're always progressing towards like better technology and the movement and the product, like very on the product side. But when it comes to the marketing side. It's a lot of models, like all the campaigns are very overproduced and kind of like tight. Um, And the the brands have started, you know, or they'll have celebrity brand ambassadors, which, you know, so if it's not a Mm -hmm. model, it's like an A-lister. A celebrity Um, lister, for sure. Yeah, or like Serena Williams, who is like the GOAT. (laughs) And so beyond exceptional and extraordinary that it's like, of course, you would want to work with her. and but there's no like real people I mean I'm I'm Mm -hmm. surprised that that was the first time that the brand that you're the first non-model talent even though I think you're a model no not me um like not me being the only one there was like a group of us but it was the first Uh big ad campaign they'd done 
that wasn't interesting celebrity or a-lister which when they did say that to me and I thought about it I was thinking you know what I actually out of all the campaigns I've seen with watch brands that's true interesting yeah mm-hmm. I think the the brands are kind of you know they're catching on and like Cartier has cool brand ambassadors they have my fave Timothy Chalamet but they also have I think yeah. Willow Smith is a brand ambassador I'm trying to think but it's like you know they're it's and Brightling I've done work with and they have like Misty Copeland who's a principal right. ballet dancer in the American Ballet Theater and mm-hmm. um and so I think it's it's coming along but it's like it's definitely what is new to the watch industry has been happening in fashion for like decades absolutely and for an in in an industry that tends to gatekeep mm. did you but was there a lot of difficulty with launching dime piece or no, you know, and, and, legitimizing yeah. credibility yeah i well i feel as though that's part of why i have this um why I'm projecting like because <laughs> it came so seamlessly um mm-hmm. and I think in part it has to do with shout out Nikki Oganake um who found she's the digital director at Harper's Bazaar and okay. she found Dime Piece super early on and she's smart and she understands that you know the watch industry is getting bigger and bigger every day and watches you know their advertisers and a lot of media and she was like, I want you to do a watch column for Harper's Bazaar. And this was like, this was before all the the press and everything. And I think mm-hmm. coming in at that really early on with like a, a really solid press credential um, yeah. from an from a world like the fashion industry, which I know that watches are kind of trying to tap into the crowd. I mean, obviously, they're hiring people like you. Um, it's a really good demographic to really get into and so I came into things with the Harper's Bazaar column and it just yeah. it really helped me be accepted and it hasn't been a struggle um <laughs> it's been really seamless which I'm really grateful for and I'm grateful for all the brands who have kind of made me feel really welcome in a space that I have formerly felt very excluded from and like run us back for those of us who don't know you were working in watches at Sotheby's too right Sotheby's auctions yeah I was um brought on to the editorial team at Sotheby's um and that was to write content and produce content to in an attempt to bring a younger audience onto the Sotheby's platform um and the watches department wanted to work with me too but I didn't Mm -hmm. know anything about watches um but my boss Hassan was like, we'll just commission the written pieces and you can edit them and produce them and choose the pictures and make it look cool. And so I did that. And in the process, I learned so much about watches and I realized that I love them. But I also realized that women and anybody who's not essentially a straight white male were very underrepresented in the narrative. And so I kind of realized that there was something there. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's when the seed was planted. And how old were you then? Um, I was, I was 29 and then New York city shut down for the pandemic. Sotheby's let me go on the same day that the city shut down for the pandemic. No. Um, yeah, I remember I was in the HR room and they were like, so we're going to have to let you go. (laughs) And I was like, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna go on a ventilator and die. I think we had like a <laughs> meltdown in the dog park that week. I remember yeah. that time so well. Well, because it was right before your birthday, you were supposed to have a karaoke party. <laughs> <laughs> so much for that. Which, by the way, I canceled. I did not make people hand around a mic in this time. No, did still have a no. rager. It was like two days before your party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember this distinctly. It was like a very cold, gloomy day. And I was just in a cab on my way home from Sotheby's, just like, what is going on? And then I went to East I went I went to East Village Organic and it was like a line out of the door. Because people were like 
trying to get supplies and food because we all thought the world was ending. And I was like, wow, yeah. I don't have a job. Like, I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. So, but you know what? This is a chance to, yeah, getting kicked out of the nest, you know, getting your ass kicked a little bit, let the fire under you. I had three beautiful months in Naples, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with Naples, Italy. <laughs> and I had time to think and Dime Piece was born. Love that. Yeah. It was meant to be. Have you actually, has anyone from Sotheby's actually reached out to you? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I go to the, <laughs> I go to the press previews for the watch auctions and I get to try Doesn't them all. Doesn't that feel so I, nice? To yeah, be on it feels side. nice. Mm-hmm. And you know how could Sotheby's have predicted this? But I no, did want yeah. I I was like pimping myself out because I knew that I was going to get let go because there was an acquisition and right. the CMO who created my position left like a month after the acquisition was announced, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like it's over. For That's me. always the sign. So, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I'll work in events, which obviously wasn't happening because Asia Week was happening. At Sotheby's, they have something called Asia Week in Hong Kong. That got canceled. Mm. And that was mm. before, that was in like January or February. Because they were like, I knew. this is this is going down. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, events not happening. I tried, I was like, I'll work on the watches department. I'll be a cataloger. I'll do whatever. But they were just like, uh, we can't. And it just like, it happened. And and now I'm like, at the press previews, trying on the Cartier crash mm-hmm. and like posting about it on Instagram. And I'm like, this feels great. <laughs> You've pivoted seamlessly into influencer very easily, I have to say. <laughs> well, you know, I love attention. Um, but do. I also don't want to be pigeonholed as an influencer, which is why well, I got to keep here. working on my platform. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, what, who's a dream dime pizza for you? Um, well, Tyler the Tyler the creator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tyler is like my number one, and he just Rob Report just released an interview with him. Did you see that? No. Do you know Do you know what Rob Report is? By the way, Mm-mm. no, I don't. Oh my! It's like, Ugh, put me it's on. It's like it's put like rich people. This is what rich people like in a media platform it's like rob cars r-o-b-b it's like R-O-B-B, cars okay. vacations watches like they cover all things luxury and they did an interview with him in la and he has an incredible vintage cartier collection and they did a, like the video for it is so good and i'm really happy yeah. that they got the scoop on that like they they killed it but I would still love to talk to him about his watches. Um, and I also, I really want to get on the Drew Barrymore show and talk to her about her watch. <laughs> wow. That's why Drew, like childhood favorite or. Well, I just feel like she represents like the actress, like growing up, she was just like, she was in so many movies and she's also mm-hmm. a major watch collector. Like she loves Rolex and she's always wearing a big Rolex. And I feel like, we could just talk about that. And, you know, Kareem was on her show eating. I <laughs> eating saw. <a> bird. <laughs> I mean, that's your in. I know. I was like, I just want to talk watches with her. Maybe there's some fun watch news we can talk about on her show. I feel like, like she'd be down. Have you seen the TikTok right? of her dancing in the rain? I'm obsessed. Like, yeah, she's just, she's just chill. <laughs> Our girl is true. I think this is hard and reach. Like- same manifest so tyler um, drew third person um I'm trying to think i feel like i would really need to i mean i would love to speak with like naomi campbell who's not oh, a watch yeah. person per se but i feel like mm-hmm. she's just been so in the luxury industry for so long that she has an amazing collection and she now wears an apple watch which i would love to speak with her about um, because the Apple Watch is so polarizing and she posts videos of herself wearing one and I just wanna get I wanna get the lowdown on that. She'd spill tea for sure. She's a tea spiller. She's a tea spiller. <laughs> she is a tea spiller if there ever was one. She's so beyond though, I would be like shaking talking to her. I think you'd crush it. Okay, so we put this out into the universe. 
And Ooh. I think I'm going to put mine out into the universe too so it comes back. Dream unhinged guest. Yeah. Oh, no, I put myself on the spot because I actually don't have them. Oh, Mia Min- Khalifa. Mia Khalifa. <laughs> Mm. Mia Khalifa, Dolly Parton, <gasps> Paris Hilton, who follows me on TikTok. Uh, Those not. Oh really my god! Mm-hmm. You got this. Yeah, top three. Are those my top three? Yeah. Yep. That's good. I feel like yeah. it's, it's a, you got this in the bag, baby. Mm-hmm. Should we play a little game? Yeah, let's play. It's kind of like fuck, marry, kill for watches. Mm-hmm. Okay. I say watch, and you say fuck, marry, kill, but then you also tell me the scenario in which you see it existing. It could be being gifted to someone. It could be a celebrity. It could be anything. It's almost like, it's just like word association. Okay. But let your imagination run wild. Okay, love. Cartier Panther. Well, I call the Cartier Panther the it girl watch. It is, really. Bella Hadid, Dua Lipa, um, just so many it girlies wear it, and it's very mm-hmm. chic. Have it's you sold any before in the shop? Um, I haven't sold a Cartier Panther. They're quite expensive. Um, mm-hmm. a, a a new gold Cartier Panther is twenty thousand dollars, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. So no, I haven't haven't secured that yet, but it's a hot watch for hot girls. Yep. Gold or silver or mixed metal? I mean, if you're going Cartier Panther, go for Mm. the all yellow gold. Yeah, I think so too. You got to somehow get that (laughs) $20,000 or buy a vintage, but even then it's still pretty pricey. Speaking of buying, like, hey, buying vintage, who are some good resellers aside from yourself for people who are wanting to enter the market? We're going to go back to the game in a second, but I think this is something... This is like a newbie entrance question for those yeah. who want to buy their first watch. I mean, that's it's it's a jungle out there, and it's daunting. Like when you say the price point of something is twenty thousand dollars, yeah, it doesn't make you feel like that's a world you can be part of, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's like Google Cartier Panther pre-owned or vintage, and thousands of results show up, and it's mm-hmm. like eBay, the real, real, Chrono 24, like everybody carries it and it's all a different price point and you don't really know. And everybody says it's great quality and you're like, is it? I don't know. I think it's a lot of people buy vintage watches through dealers that they have developed relationships with. And if it's, if you don't have one, you can ask a watchy person and they can direct you to somebody who is good, who they trust. Um, and if you're buying from the real real, um, they have many, many, many watches. And I actually bought a vintage Rolex date dress from the site Rebag. I did that with They have good price points, by the way, Rebag. Yeah, which sometimes you see the good price point and you're like, Is, is it real? Mean? I know. But so I would advise if you're looking through these luxury consignment websites. Look at the return policy, mm. buy the watch, take it into like an authorized dealer or a watchmaker or not a watchmaker, somebody who does watch repairs or who can appraise or just understand the quality of it. When I bought my date just off of Rebag, I brought it into watches of Switzerland and Soho and mm. they do repairs on Rolex watches for free because they're an authorized dealer of Rolex. And I was like, can you just tell me if this is good <laughs> and if it's in good quality and like if I should keep it? And they were like, oh, it's yeah. actually in great condition. It's from the 80s. It's not super polished. Like it looks great. Like good job. And I'm like, yeah. great. Good job. But if they had if they had been like, oh, my God, this is so over polished and it's not working and the dial isn't original, then I would have just returned it. Yep. So it's like. You have make sure you have like a plan B in case what you receive isn't what you were looking for. Yeah, that's good that you could. That's good to know that there are certain places that will just do it for free for you. Yeah, yeah. Watches of Switzerland is great. Okay, so Rolex Datejust next watch. I mean Rolex Datejust, like tried tried and true. It's we both have one. A classic. 
yeah, we both have one. I'm wearing one right now. Mm. And even though I just did a TikTok where um, I pretended to sell it. <laughs> you just did? A, remi- a reminder <laughs> that everything is fake. Nothing <laughs> is real. This Rolex is real. But everything mm-hmm. you see is not real. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's such a classic. It's so reliable. People are like, oh, Rolex they just some some people would say it's like oh that's a basic watch and I was I'm like, just well, about to say do you think it's a gets a bad rep because it's like I would say it's probably it's most people's first kind of yeah luxury yeah. buy right it's, it was mine yeah like I'm mm-hmm. I love that for the for us yeah but it's, <laughs> it's a classic for a reason it's a classic for a reason it's super reliable it's Rolex's top selling model and just because many people have it does not make it any less special like I'm obsessed with this watch and and there's so many different versions of the watch yeah so many different sizes colors bracelets like you do you speaking of size I hear that the smaller watch is making a comeback I've heard it from a very trusted source aka you aka me aka john your husband He's been mm. saying this forever. Mm-hmm. Like the watch you're wearing right now is little. Me? Yeah. And also um, his new watch that he wants is the Chanel Premier, the silver mother of pearl one, thin one. Love. Which oh. is another slim watch. He's definitely mm-hmm. less is more. Yeah. No, I love John's to... style. You really, mm-hmm. you really got a good one. Mm-hmm. One um, of the many things. And he's so influential in his in his uninfluencer way but someone oh with God. zero social presence you that know is the hottest in a man is when he has zero social presence but still somehow makes impact in the world <laughs> <laughs> truly see like now i want one of those i think i like the gold one though yeah the gold well, you're black. such a gold girl mm. so chanel um, if you're listening to this you can gift him the silver mother of pearl and me the Gold black, and we would have yes. to take it. Yeah, AP um, Royal yeah. Oak. Oh, mm. yeah, I mean, yeah. AP I Royal. mean, by the way, disclaimer that you've sold some of these on the website, like almost twenty thousand yeah. dollars. That's a yeah. big watch yeah. to sell. Well, it's very nice when people trust me and my partner, um, Alan, who is a watch and antiques dealer and he has really good taste and I trust him um but the AP Royal Oak it's like I love that watch and I feel like it's a lot of people's first like big boy watch mm. like you're like you're in the big leagues down you're in the big leagues and mm-hmm. that's another one where a lot of people will be like uh, Royal Get on it, like, yeah. you know I asked for one because I DJ'd an event of theirs and they said no they were like no I said any chance we could we could get some trade gifting in here and they were like no Mm, (laughs) like no best um watch brands hardly ever get give out watches like that Mm. maybe if you're Rihanna hey (laughs) listen don't ask don't get I'm always shooting my shot I did get shut down but (laughs) <laughs> that would have been amazing out protect Philippe okay well I feel like giving there's, Drake. there's a yeah I mean it's giving like rapper like I was just in um on 47th street and I went with um this girl who's in the NYU journalism school and she wanted to interview me she took me up to 47th street mm-hmm. and she was asking the guy like who wears a iced out novelist and they were like well it's just a big rapper watch there's Cutting. a video of Card- Cardi B and she's like a hundred thou on my wrist like mm. <laughs> and it is so iced out and I wrote a whole article about it because a lot of watch people get really really insane when they see customized pieces mm. and it is a fact that icing out your watch or customizing a watch with anything aftermarket i.e. not made in the Rolex factory or the Patek Philippe factory Anything custom will Decrease cause the value. value of your mm. watch to plummet. And yeah. if you if you take a Rolex with a custom dial into the Rolex um, store or service center, they won't touch it. 
they're like, sorry, you, you customized it. So it's like, yes, this is a known fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are still allowed to like them. Of course. Like, if you want that level of bling and you know what you're getting into, do it. And not everybody has to comment on why it's disgusting. People don't watch. People are such elitists. It, it's crazy. And it's like a lot of these people are just like on Instagram or like Reddit threads. And I'm just like, what, like, what are you doing? Like Cardi B, yeah. like a multi-platinum <laughs> artist. Like, let her have her moment. It's so For weird. Real. Yeah. Vintage Seiko driver. Seiko diver? Diver. <laughs> um, I ha- I think that Seiko... Obviously, it's so hard to get into watches because they're so expensive. But if mm-hmm. you find like a diamond in the rough, like a little vintage diver on eBay, and it's like $500, but it has kind of like, I mean, Seiko also, the watch industry is very like tunnel vision on things that are Swiss made. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the Japanese are also amazing watchmakers. Seiko is a Japanese company. And the quartz movement, which is the battery powered movement, um, that was made mainstream by Seiko and it made watches more accessible for people because a lot of what you're paying for in a mechanical watch is the movement because it's like a living, breathing little machine that costs so much money to make and so much time was put into it. But if the watch has a battery in it, that's less money, less resources. So it's more affordable product. So I think that it's nice to have options that are more affordable. And I think the Seiko Diver I have actually is automatic, not run on a battery. Um, And you can find beautifully made watches that aren't $5,000 and up. Get yourself a little Seiko Diver. So would you say that's a good data entry, non, um, like not a watch that you would pay out of hype for? Yeah. I think if you have like a watch friend who kind of knows their stuff, you can find like a really cool like vintage Tag Heuer or a vintage Seiko or something that like the watch heads will be like, whoa, without like draining your bank account. Agree. Speaking of not draining, novelty swatch. Novelty. Well, you know, Swatch is a very important Swiss company mm-hmm. and they own a lot of brands like they own Omega. They own. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Swatch Group is huge. Um, but I love like a vintage Swatch. They have like all, I mean, everything under the sun, there's a Swatch for. And if mm-hmm. you could find like a really cute one or even a flick plaque, which is the Swatch for kids. Oh, like, cute. I don't know. It's cute to just have something on your wrist and kind yeah. of like get used to it. So And they have know. cute collabs. So, you know, you can. Yeah put your favorite design or whatever there's there's an iconic photo shoot of tyra banks being a swatch ambassador from like the really? 90s okay yeah, we we'll need to find that like, yeah we we'll need to I'm link like, the campaign in the description a thousand percent i got a swatch recently it was a um the priya lee she did a collaboration with them i was like cloud is very cute cute love. i like those affordable collabs actually because it gives you access Mm-hmm. In a playful way that's not like so serious and committal. Like I just yeah. got the um Jackie Aish Timex. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you know, it's fun. It's like I'm not gonna wear it every single day, but yeah. It's a look for a day. Yeah. And if you're not like if you don't have a relax like you and you're like, but I wanna wear a watch and I want something that looks good, it's like that's a great option. Mm-hmm. And Swatch also did a collaboration with Omega. Did you hear about the moon swatches? No. Oh, my God. People oh, my like, God. <laughs> I mean, it was like this hottest supreme drop. Like people really? out of every, even still, I was in Times Square two days ago walking past the swatch store and there was a line out of the swatch store. Wow. And I was like, what are you guys lining up for? And they were like, the Omega swatch. And I was Who like, Who are the types still? of people you like? When you say supreme, and then we think about the lime line, line, mm-hmm. there's a specific person that comes to mind, right? Yeah. Who are the, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, we formally dated. <laughs> um, <laughs> Although we would never, 
we would never date somebody who waits in the supreme line no like they they have the plug <laughs> no they have the plug we're just being i'm just being dickhead yeah, yeah but no, who is the type of person you would typically see in a watch in a line like that well that's a good question it's not like a specific person it's everyone who wants to make a little buck because when Omega mm. Omega and Swatch collaborated on a Speedmaster watch, which is Omega's most iconic watch. It's the watch that went to the moon in 1959. They oh, make wow. tons of them. They made a little Speedmaster Swatch. So it's like the DNA of the Omega Speedmaster done by Swatch, and it has the Omega logo on it. And when they released that, they released it in a limited quantity in-store only. And people were flipping them. So they would buy wow. it and then they would make a bunch of money off of it. I don't know how much, mm. but it's like, there's been so much attention on the watch world lately. And like people have been trying to finesse it and try to make a buck from it. So it's like people went crazy, like lines around the blocks, people getting stabbed. The police what? had to come. No, literally Dang. look it up. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. But it's like now that that has died down a little bit, like mm. respect that collaboration because you can kind of buy into the Omega DNA and legacy out of an accessible price point. And I thought that they were Very so cool. smart to do that. Yeah, obsessed. Yeah. Okay, you need to look into the stabbings. <laughs> to not see that coming. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, the Rolex Daytona. Ooh, I mean Rolex Daytona that's like mm-hmm. oh like okay you got it okay like yeah. you're you're Uji. a big boss yeah mm-hmm. I mean I'm I love the Rolex Daytona but I feel like it is like it has morphed into like the flex watch and it's mm-hmm. just like I'm surprised people are even you know comfortable leaving the house in a Rolex Daytona because like I feel like it's such a target like you're gonna get robbed you're gonna get jumped um yeah. it's a beautiful watch though beautiful watch Paul Newman wore it. I don't know if you know him. Famous actor. I do. Um, Madison B. has Paul, one. Uh, yeah, she does. She has one. And she looks so hot in it. But Paul mm-hmm. Newman's Paul Newman Rolex Daytona sold for $17.1 million. No. Yeah, in 2017. Wow. Yeah, there's just like, it's one of the three hype Sweet. watches along with the Royal Oak and the Nautilus. Um, yeah. So, it's up yeah. there. It's on the big three. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of hype watches, the Bulgari Serpenti. Um, that's like sexy glamorama, like ooh, mm. like ooh. Maybe you're like you live on like the Upper East Side, and you like are just like. <laughs> and it's a cocktail and- watch. I feel like it's a serious evening watch yeah. slash like jewelry statement piece. Yeah, it is. But you know, I do love a Bulgari Serpenti with like a jeans and a t-shirt. Um, yeah. high low. I think the watch. I love the malachite up. one, the green one. Ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should get a serpentine. I want one <laughs> for like your most fire look. My flexia, my flexiera. Yeah. Where is she? I haven't uh-huh. met her yet. Maybe a push present. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ooh, I got a little snake. I I already (laughs) have a list. Um, The Casio digital watch. Skater watch. (laughs) Because people are always like, what watch does your boyfriend wear? Mm -hmm. And I was like, he wears a Casio digital watch because these boys are out here skating and grinding on the asphalt and falling down all the time if you're wearing a rolex like that is getting destroyed so you have to wear something that's indestructible and kind of low value so that you're not so concerned about it getting scratched and and killed so i i hereby declare the casio digital watch (laughs) the classic one the skater boy watch you had it here first Mm-hmm. When you hear those wheels hit the pavement and <laughs> Casio digital ticking, it gets the heart racing, doesn't it? <laughs> in my four, in my earlier years, maybe now as a thirty-four-year-old woman, I run in the other direction. Yeah, well, I haven't, um, I haven't gotten well from my my skater boy virus sick. addiction. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> sending you best wishes um we'll finish with the santos classic 
Um, well, as I said before, I think it's the It Boy watch. Mm-hmm. You did. Um, you sold a bunch of them in your um, shop. Yeah, people are they're addicted. That's how to I them. track what's cool. By the way, I go to the dime piece shop and I see what people are um, buying, and I'm like, okay, this is a cool watch. Okay, I love that for me. <laughs> um, no, it's a cool watch. Like all the cool boys want to wear it. I think it's very, uh, it's timeless. The vintage one is particularly cute. Lou Reed mm. used to wear it. Jerry Ooh. Seinfeld used to wear it. Um, I think it's just like the classic. And I love that all, I love the metal. I love an all metal watch. Gore Jessica Simpson. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually said, I mean, maybe I'm not looking. I feel like I haven't really seen the men in the in this watch but now i'm gonna look look for it yeah look for it mm. um i think it's becoming more and more of a of a thing buying a watch for christmas the last this is the last watch question i have for you like buying one for yourself or for somebody no, else? no gift gift what gifting a watch is really hard yeah it's such a it's so personal and it's not like oh i bought you this dress that you'll wear maybe like you know once every couple months like a lot of times a watch is like a daily wear yeah so but it's you like gifting really... jewelry you wear it every day yeah so yeah you really gotta know what your your partner or your friend mm-hmm. or whoever like you have to know that this is something that they're gonna love because it can be really awkward if you're giving like a five thousand dollar watch and they're like mm-hmm. but although most I watches will... are refundable and exchangeable oh that's yeah. like another tricky conversation to navigate but at least you know yeah but you don't want that like you don't want your watch gift to be refunded I will say though I have a friend Mojda and her dad got her a Rolex and it's a little steel Rolex with a pink dial and it's Mm. very like like girly and we were laughing because we were like oh my god it's so basic and she hated it at first and was going to return it. But then she was like, actually, I'm going to keep it. And it's kind of Y2K. And the pink is cute. And you can yeah. wear it with like an attitude. So it's like sometimes. And wasn't it like a wedding gift? Or something? I mean, I read her interview. Yeah. Yeah. It was a wedding gift. So you can't um, really return. That's so sentimental. I know. So she yeah. was like stuck. But it's also like dating. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> literally <laughs> me and Jared. Like I was like, oh, I like him. And he's like cute but I don't know I don't know but it's like if you kind of just like lean into it and <laughs> if you're if your friends tell you he's cute yep. then you keep it and exactly. then you learn to love it so sometimes you never know what you're yeah. gonna like so you gotta try mm-hmm. yep gotta try <laughs> yeah always try 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 there's so many great like places to try watches on I know mm-hmm. that I had my heart set on like a certain size and I bought my date just and then I ended up mm-hmm. going down to the 26 because in my mind, I was like, oh, I want a big, like, statement watch. And then when I tried it at the Goop store, which I don't know uh-huh. if it's listening anymore, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Like, this is actually not the right size for me. So go on a watch trying adventure with mm-hmm. your sexy significant other or friend you want to buy a watch for. Yeah. And have a play. Have a play. You can... That's the best piece of advice is just try mm-hmm. on as many watches as you can before you buy it because you never know what you're going to like. Yeah. Especially because I think a lot of us, we do like buy online. Yeah. Vintage. So it's like knowing this size looks good to me, the style looks good to me and having that peace of mind. So when you buy, yeah. you can. Yeah. That's the way yeah. to do it. What's, like the most, what's the most um, <laughs> unhinged thing you have coming up? I'm going to Miami Art Basel. <laughs> <laughs> that is deeply unhinged. Sorry for your loss. I will be there too. Oh my God, when? Mm, yeah. Let's Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing Art Basel sober. Nightmare. <laughs> T, I will be sober too. One, because All I'm right. pregnant. Yes. And two, because the only fight that John and I have ever had in our entire relationship was at Miami Art Basel no yeah because I got blackout drunk oh like I got so (laughs) drunk and I've never told this story publicly before 
<laughs> I stopped drinking for a really, really, really long time after this. Like I went mm-hmm. like cold turkey sober and I, I relatively still, I have a glass of wine here and there, but yeah, like, right. I think that's what happens when you marry sober person too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so bad because people were coming up to us in the elevator and asking if I knew who he was and like trying to call the cop because they thought he was taking advantage of me because I was just so out of it. Oh no! Mm. Yeah, they, like the cab driver had to keep pulling over. He had to like carry me down. So I don't know what. I think it was just the collectiveness of work. Because you know, I everybody goes down to Basel to party, and for those of us who have to work down there, it's a slog mm-hmm. of like all day work events. And I think it was the one night that I had off work um, after DJing all day every day, mm-hmm. and I just had. And, you know, it caught up to me and I just like hit, I went way beyond my threshold. And that's my sobering Basel story. And so now this just like Miami for me is just totally different. Not triggering at all. Yeah. But hey, now I'll I'll, I'll be six months pregnant. I'm almost six months pregnant. So, you know, I'll be a little sober queen with you down there. Yay. I love it. We got to stick together. Absolutely. Okay, Bryn, thank you so much for joining Unhinged. We'll be back next week with a sexy episode. As always, if you love the show because you have excellent taste, leave us a review, (laughs) a loving review and rate us. Also check out Killing Time, Bryn's podcast with her (laughs) co-host Malaika. Is that how you say her name? Yeah. Yep. Head to die in peace. Buy a watch. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, (laughs) all the things, especially our spawn con because you know. (laughs) <laughs> girls got paid bills <laughs> Gus is Amen. definitely cutting all of this out of the episode by the way no oh. but thank you so much for listening um, loving and leaving you thank you for being on the show Brent we'll be back next week with another chaotic and toxic episode of Unhinged <laughs> ciao for now ciao <laughs> thanks so much for listening to Unhinged and if you have excellent taste and enjoyed the show make sure you subscribe and leave me a loving review. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at It's Amrit and submit those weekly questions for our iconic guests. I'll see you next time. Ciao for now.